Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Sammy, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Kristen. Okay. (laughs) And today, we are going to talk about changes. I was hoping you would sing it. I was so hoping you would sing it. Oh, we thought that this was like a pretty relevant time to talk about changes not that changes aren't happening in our life on a daily basis but you take a look outside in fact taking a look outside both Kristen and my off my my office (laughs) um there is this beautiful tree and it's like the only tree in the whole neighborhood that's fully changed it's just gorgeous and it also is representing the season of transition that we're in right now fall autumn And I think it's like a really great opportunity to explore what it's like to navigate change in our life and some of the challenges that can come from that. I know I am not particularly the largest fan of change. I don't always in my personal life um, navigate it in the most graceful way. And I know that I'm not alone in that. So I think it's a, it's a good thing to kind of explore. Yes, and I think it will be fun for the two of us to explore it together because I'm coming from a little bit of a, I love change and like mm-hmm. I'm like creating change where it doesn't need to be and like seeking it out and um, creating a little bit of chaos for those of you who love me. Uh, and who Never. Are- <laughs> I don't know anything about that at all. <laughs> For the those of uh like the providers that have been on the team for like years at this point, they're just like, oh, Kristen, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> um, and I appreciate the tolerance. But I was also in like you reflecting on that beautiful tree that both Sammy and I could our uh, offices are like I'm on the second floor and she's on the first floor, but in the same place. Um, and so we have the same like out outside window view. Um, and this tree is like so beautiful. And it, it's like this bright, vibrant, like red, orangey red, like fiery um, color. And I was like thinking about this and looking at foliage over like near my house as well. And thinking, isn't it interesting how the leaves take on like the most vibrant color when they're letting go, when there's that releasing, when it's like it's a, a dying, they're dying, right? Like they're dying to be reborn, to go into, you know, slumber and all of that but there's they're going to fall off right like and so that and it's interesting to me because I always love to look to nature as a guide and a teacher and a model and I think we can learn so much about our existence and how to how to roll with like the season of, of our lives by looking at the seasons of nature and the model that nature provides and I just think it's a really beautiful lesson that things 
you know, leaves become their most vibrant, their most beautiful in a lot of ways. And we admire it so much. Um, you know, people travel and we're in New England, uh, but people travel from all over to see New England foliage, which is only for a few weeks, you know, mm-hmm. time. So I think the symbolism there is really interesting and, and Absolutely. Well, and when you were talking about the color of it and it literally does, especially when the sun is shining on this particular tree, it's like, it looks like it's like a glow, like it's on fire. And when you were describing that and thinking of our, the, um, disparity in our relationship to change (laughs) between you and I specifically, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking of like, when you look at change, how it can feel like like it lights you up. Like it's like, it fires you up and how it's like, Oh wow. Like there's that change and everything that's coming from there and how not always, but sometimes I look at that and it's like, I'm maybe looking at the, like the scariness mm-hmm. of the fire, so to speak, or the, the, um, maybe the destruction not so much the destruction, but just like, Oh, this is like the loss, the like, Oh, I'm potentially losing something. And I think it's like, there can be that that shifting too, where I hear a lot of times right now, um, even though it's seasonal and it may not be directly impacting your personal life, there's just that overall, like humans, we're part of nature too. So we're feeling those seasonal shifts and, um, recognizing that it can feel like we're losing something. Like if you think like we're losing summer and we're losing daylight, literally, and that feeling of loss versus what are we gaining through that change? And it's almost just like the lens through which you're experiencing and the lens through which you're looking at this. And Kristen and I in no way had any point in time when we were talking about this, were we talking about this damn tree out the window? But I think it's interesting. We did talk about the tree earlier, but it had nothing to do with this conversation. And I just think it's so interesting how that's like being paired with this conversation. Yeah, I know. It, and like, that's the synchronicity, right? Is like, it came up earlier, but just, we were just admiring it really. I was just yes. like talking to Sammy in my office earlier and I happened to be facing that window. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm being distracted. Like, this tree behind you is so beautiful. And she was like, oh my God, I've been looking at that tree. So it, you know, and it's interesting too, how it catches our attention. Right. Um, And I think it's cool that we're bringing it back into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's a, I love the use of um, it's an image, right? It's an image that we can all relate to like, oh yeah, well not, maybe not all, if you don't live in a place where there's seasonal changes, then maybe not Mm -hmm. for those of us that live in, in the Northern hemisphere where we're experiencing the seasonal shift um, and autumn and what that brings and what it feels like, you know, I think that image of a leaf, a leaf color ah, tree, <laughs> <laughs> leaves changing colors on the trees is a really um, evocative image. It's something that we can bring to mind. And there's a, there's a quality to it that we experience, right? Like when you picture that, when you imagine that, there's something visceral that can accompany it. If you connect with that level of the image and you let yourself be with the image in that way. And so I love that we brought it in because I think it in probably ways that better than you and I can speak to with words, Sammy, it communicates the essence of what we're talking about today. So I just, I think it's very lovely and synchronistic that it happens to be right outside of our windows and that we are. Uh, including it in our conversation about change. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a question for you. What is it about change that you feel 
so resonant with, like that you're feeling fired up by. Maybe that's, we can kind of take our conversation in that way since you and I both both kind of resonate with it in different ways or with the, the concept of change. And we can explore that. I love that idea because I think, and asking each other like our genuine questions of like, hey, like, what is this like for you? Because I don't experience it that way. <laughs> or like, Teach I, me your ways, please. <laughs> just give me another perspective because I think that's like really cool. It's like, oh, there's many different ways to be in relationship to something. Um, so I, I think what fires me up about change is I, so just in a really candid way, I get bored really easily. Um, like I just don't love the same thing. Like I think there are some people find a lot of security or um, like familiar, like that feeling of familiarity can feel fairly like uh, comforting for a lot of people. For me, it feels like stagnating and I feel bored and I like want to move quickly. Mm. Uh, and I like to just like move through things. I'm always wanting to know what else is possible. So I I think part of the change piece is like, ooh, it it there's something that could exist that doesn't exist yet. And that mm-hmm. feels exciting to me. And um the potential that's like, and I know, I know we can probably talk and probably will talk more about this. I know that the unknown can feel like the place where scary things lurk and like disaster mm-hmm. awaits. And like, what is like, we often use like euphemisms, like uh, the devil we know versus the devil we don't know. Like we, we just gather yeah. a familiarity with something, um, even if it's not like quote unquote, like ideal or a good thing. But to me, when I think of the unknown, I think of potential. I think of like unrealized potential and like mm-hmm. what else could we create? Like I think of like destruction and creation as together. It's like one, yeah. right? Like, so mm-hmm. as we are destroying or, or in the process, and I'm not saying that I move through all this gracefully, by the way, all the time, like uh, uh, the ones that I initiate, I sometimes do, um, but certainly mm-hmm. when change, like takes over my life I'm not like oh this is fun uh, all the time right like you know, sure. you yeah yeah well that's an important distinction like some changes we decide upon and some we don't right right like we're initiating and others are like uh, come upon us right like and yep. I do I do think that I have a little bit of perspective around when things come upon me but of course there's suffering and there's loss and like that doesn't that's not easy to navigate but I do definitely think on some deep level I really understand that destruction is necessary for creation that the birth of something is often the death of something else and that the two are like two sides of the same coin and so Mm -hmm. I'm not as thrown by like things maybe going away or the Mm -hmm. process yeah, yeah. I see that, like, you know, it, it, there's different layers. Like, if a really important relationship in my life were to be destructed, I think that would be harder than, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to change this, you know, system at work, right? Like, that's like different <laughs> layers of change. Um, so, you know, of course, there's like nuance to it always, but mm-hmm. not so short answer to your question about. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so then that leads me to ask you what feels maybe potentially use the word like scary maybe about it or if you would use a different word like yeah I think 
certainly scary, but I think it's for me, it's not the scariness of change that I have a hard time with. Like, I certainly think that it can be. And I think as I have gained more life experience, that scariness piece has shifted. Not that it's not scary, but I'm maybe not so thrown off by it. Um, the scary element of it, but a lot of what you were saying, like the safety and familiarity, I like growing up tradition was always like a really big deal. And I reflecting always thought it was just like a big deal. And like my family in general, which it is, but I think also like, I'm very much an Enneagram for, I am a very nostalgic person and, you know, kind of one of those things where you're just like, for so long, you're like, everyone's like this. And then as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, no, not everybody's like this. Not everyone is like, oh, this little, this shirt I wore on this time or whatever. (laughs) And I am very much like that. And so I know that that's a huge piece where it's like, I have so much, I'm like very sentimental and there's a lot of, I place a lot of meaning and, um, there's just a lot of nostalgia that surrounds my experience of life. And it's like feeling like I'm losing something or feeling like I'm having to, it's not even losing it because to me, that's almost counterintuitive to the nostalgia because you can hold on to the nostalgia, but it's that like having to release or let go of something that's created safety. Like, I know I've talked to Kristen about this a lot. Um, when like moving to Rhode Island was really challenging for me, it was like having to let go of and release all of these, um, you know, I mean, I get so nostalgic of like, well, this is the way I drove to work. And now I, they closed the road. So I have to take a different way. And it's like, Sammy, get you. Like, what the heck? It's not a big thing. Right. And it's not, it's not. And it's like, oh, but I had all those memories doing this and it it can be hard to release. And I think upon reflection, there is, there's like safety in that. And, and I know for myself, even these like seemingly simple things that maybe when other things, when changes were happening in my life that I were not in my control, that were happening, not in my own volition, I have held on to other things that I felt like were in my control and place a lot of meaning on those. So when there are changes, even when they're like, really exciting changes, it can be challenging. And I can like, I feel myself holding on to, and I think it is, it's like that there's some kind of safety and security. And it's interesting though, because when you were talking about the knownness, I don't, I'm not afraid of the unknown. I dig the unknown. I think it's like so cool. And it's like, I want the unknown, but I don't want to have the unknown and not have these things. Yeah. You want to make sense. You. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to take it all with me all the time and it's all special memories and everything and like that is not realistic. <laughs> and so it's interesting and it's like another thing that growing up I was always like this is a, like I'm going to grow out of this one day. Also, has not happened. <laughs> but I think my relationship to this is going to sound weird but my relationship to my relationship with change has shifted and evolved. So the way that I look at it, where it's like, it's okay. Like before I used to get so mad at myself, like, let it go. It's not a big deal. And it's like, how fucking invalidating is that to say to yourself when like, it is, it is. And okay. We can explore why it is, but also just like, it's, it can be a big deal and really hard. And you can look at what it is bringing into your life. Mm -hmm. And spending a lot of time with Kristen, I think you've really shown me and inspired me. Like, Oh, look at this like not in a bad way like in a really great way where it's like, <laughs> but I'm like oh you're seeing the flip side of like it's I often talk to um 
my clients about this. It's to me, it's the differentiation between being attached to something and being connected to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you feel really attached to something and it's changing, or it feels like it's being taken away, you feel like a part of you is being taken away versus feeling connected to it. And again, we're talking about change and you hear, I keep talking about feeling taken away. So you can see where my relationship to that is a little bit, but, but I think it's like, when I can look at the connection that you have, like, just because something's changing, doesn't mean that you're losing that connection. And so I know for me that there's a a shift there that it's like, I feel like there's this perceived loss and sometimes change does mean loss, Mm -hmm. but that change doesn't inherently have to mean loss. And I know, um, for me, that's been this like shift in that relationship. So in a super, also very long-winded response to that question. (laughs) Well, I think you bring up something that is really teaching me something in this moment as I'm listening to you talk about it, because I think there's another layer to this here about the difference in the way that you and I relate to the present moment. Mm-hmm. And like I, what I'm hearing you describe is a lot of beauty in what you have, like a lot of mm-hmm. like a lot of cherishing of the beautiful things in your life. And like that, that is like a really, like what a lovely thing to have in the now, right? Like, and so mm-hmm. it's not, um, like, I don't think there's like a right or wrong, like, oh, it's good to have a good relationship to change or it's, you know, not, or that's just hard for everyone. Or, but it's just interesting to see what it might also illuminate about the other areas of our life. And I just hear like, you find a lot of magic and a lot of meaning in the different aspects of your life. And so it's hard mm-hmm. to ask yourself for those to transition in some kind of way because they yeah. mean a lot to you. And I think that's the, the beauty in that is like, you know, there's, you're letting yourself go deep into the moment and mm-hmm. then that can also create a sense of, of feeling like attached or connected or yeah. like, this matters to me. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, it makes me think of my own experience where I struggle to be in the moment where I'm always thinking about what's coming next. And like, to the point where, um, when I was doing therapy myself as a client, it was like, my therapist was like, Kristen, like, um, like, how, like, do we just want to look around to where you have arrived to before you like keep walking to the next? Like it's, oh, and I, I definitely do have that challenge as well, where it's like, I can be working so hard to get somewhere. And as soon as I'm there, it almost doesn't matter. Like, because I'm already thinking about the next thing, which is its own challenge, right? Like I'm not really, uh, in the moment in that way. Um, Certainly, I'm like attached to different things in my life. I would be, you know, like uh, lying if I said I was just like unattached, but I do struggle to be deeply in the moment in the way that I think you're describing. And so it's interesting Mm -hmm. too, like I'm sort of my, my roots are less deeply in. So when I'm like dug up and replanted, it's sort of like, okay, well, I'm just going to get in a bigger pot, you know, Um, yes. Stage, let's go. Um, but then I think there's like pros and cons to both of those things. And oh, so- totally. Yeah. Look at it in the different ways that it can show up. Yeah. Well, and like I heard you say at the beginning of that, like the like a good relationship or a bad relationship. And in the past, I've looked at it as like change is hard for me, so I have a bad relationship with it. And it's like that's not the case. And 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 it also doesn't mean that if you are like cool with change that you have a good relationship. It's not about it being bad or good. It's, I think it's really like 
irrelevant to even look at it that way. It's more just like identifying and even thinking about like, what is your relationship to change? And maybe if you're listening to this, you've thought about that. Maybe you haven't. I, I think for me, because this is so significant and there have been, um, times and also like in the past decade of like a lot of change in my life. And it's like, like looking at that to me, I've always looked at like, Oh, it's really bad, which I think creates like a heavier weight when there is change that's there, but then almost like taking a step out of, or like zooming out to recognize, okay, well, if I'm just labeling it as this, and I'm experiencing that every time I anticipate or know that a change is coming up, or even I'm like deciding upon making a change, I'm immediately like looking through the filter of like, what's the bad, because I have a bad relationship with change, quote unquote, I'm, I'm doing the air quotes and nobody can see me doing that. Um, but but then it's like, for me, I've spent, I have spent a lot of time thinking about my relationship to this and just the concept of change. And it's like, oh, wow. Like if I can just shift it and it doesn't have to be good either. I don't think it's really helpful. If you, if you think you have a bad relationship with something to be like, well, what would it be like to have good? It's almost like, well, what would it just be like to just have a neutral, just like, just what is that like? And just exploring that for yourself. That's been something really helpful for me and outside of just relationship to change, but for the sake of this conversation, being able to look at that and saying like, Oh, just because it's hard, doesn't mean that it's a bad relationship and that you can have that compassion for yourself and deepen in like, and why, what might that be like pointing to in other elements of your life? And also I, I, for myself, I know that in the past, it's like, because of this, I haven't made certain choices which is again, neither here nor there. It's like not bad or good. It's just is. Yeah. It just is. And I think it can be helpful though, to like take a look at and peel back the layers to understand what your decision-making is around something like change. And also because like, what do they say? The only thing that we can be sure is going to happen in life is change. Yes. And so I-, I can guarantee you all have a relationship with it. Right. Regardless of what that looks like. Yeah, regardless of how aware of it you are. Um, <laughs> like I've thought a lot about your relationship to change or not thought about it at all until you're listening to this right now. Uh, I'm sure probably you've thought about it at least a little bit or noticed, you know, the impact of, of change on your felt experience. And I think part of what we're talking about here is like, and I say this a lot to clients, is like, it's not a problem unless it's a problem, right? Like it's like if, it doesn't have to be a problem. Like if you don't feel like change is, you know, quote unquote easy for you, if that doesn't create a sense of adversity in your life experience, you don't feel like it's uh, unproductive or not useful in some kind of way, then it doesn't need to be anything. There's nothing to do with that. Right. It's just, Mm -hmm. if you do have the sense that like something's showing up in a way that is not useful for you or creating suffering in a place that maybe suffering doesn't have to be, then it's, it's worth looking at what is my relationship to this and how might it shift if it's feeling like it's not serving me, right? Yeah. Like that's really yep. that we're looking through. Yeah, absolutely. So then question for you to like <laughs> go on this, I'm thinking, about, um, you know, like clients and even like friends, family, our own selves, you know, like when people do struggle with change, are there things that you have like 
offered or shared with clients or people that you know um, of like how to look at that or how to be with that or like even just why that could be showing up, you know, like, yeah. Yep. Well, I think oftentimes it's starting with what we're doing right now is talking about like that zooming out of like, what is your relationship to change without knowing like the context of what it might be about, but like, okay, well, what is it like? What is it? What is this experience around this specific piece of change that's happening life for you and what's coming up? But also I think pattern recognition is really helpful here. Like, what does this represent for you? What does it, it's like, I don't know if it's like you're changing a school, you're changing schools or you're moving. It's like, we can look at some of the maybe more surface level of what that change is, but like deepening in. And I think a big piece of this is offering compassion to yourself for whatever it is. If you're like, I can't wait, I have to make changes all the time. Or, Ooh, this is like sticking for me and identifying the elements that are sticking through a compassionate lens. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think it's really a valuable offering to reflect is like, and I think you're right. And you're bringing up a really important point about it's, it could be about the service level change itself, but it's not really, I mean, like it is, and it's more right. Like it's not usually that like, so for example, the example that you gave of like, oh, they shut down the street and I have to go a different way. It's not really about going a different way. Right about the nostalgia of that or the connection or the right it's like what does this mean to me and what do I think is shifting and like you know sometimes one change will like um you bring up another change like it's like oh this small mm-hmm. quote unquote small change is happening and it's making me realize that like everything's changing and I'm moving into a different season of my life whatever right like <laughs> right yes really um you know there's layers to our experience. And so I love that you ask people to reflect on it in a layered way of like, what else could this also be representing for you? Exactly. This is just like sparking this memory that I have like a core memory of it was, I was probably like eight or nine at the time we were moving out of the only house I remember living in at the time. And I distinctly remember being in my bedroom, like kissing the floor because of how sad I was like hugging it, crying the floor of my room. And I look at that and I'm like, I wasn't really going to miss that ugly green carpet that was in that room. That's not really what it was. It's what that was representing and the safety and security of that home feeling and other changes were happening. And it's like being able to look at that because it can feel like on the surface, if you look at that and you're like, really the floor, that's what it is. And it's like, no, it's not like, sure. You might be like, yeah, I really like this, but it's really what it is representing. And I think that's how you can deepen into compassion and understanding is like just increasing your awareness of what is coming up for you and why that might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, what, what often comes up when I'm talking to clients or, or friends or whoever about mm-hmm. change, like the blindsiding aspect, like I say, I have a good relationship to change. I'm also telling you that I, or like, not a good belief. I like change, right? Like I enjoy it, but I'm also <laughs> telling you that I initiated a lot, right? Like I generate it. So I think part of what feels quote unquote scary sometimes about change is like the blindsiding effect, like the fact that it can come in unannounced and like it feels like that proverbial like rug being pulled out from under you, like you're not necessarily expecting it. So if you're not initiating change then change comes upon you it can be experienced as destruction as collapse as like you know 
there's a reason why like the Phoenix symbolism is the symbolism of transformation, which is what we're talking about here. Change is the dying of one thing and the birth of something new, yeah. right? Like it's that, but like, it's a beautiful image, this Phoenix, like rising from the ashes, but first there's burning, right? Like, and that's mm-hmm. the part that we all don't want. <laughs> like, yeah. No, right. like, I love that. Well, I don't love it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> love the image, not the love experience. the imagery. <laughs> don't love the experience of it always. And I think like none of us do necessarily, right? Like yeah. away. These are like we talk about things like the dark night of the soul, you know, like um parts of the self, like parts of the identity dying, you know, when we transition mm-hmm. and new things are born, but there's there is a sense of loss when, with anything new, anything creating, like even really good, exciting things like moving to a new state that you're like excited to do. There's loss, you know, getting a new job that you've always wanted. It's like your dream job. There's still loss. Like there's mm-hmm. always an element of probably some level of grief or loss in any new acquisition or new level or of evolution. Um And so there is this like both and, which we always talk about energy to all of this. And while some of it can be really beautiful and exciting and fun, we're also experiencing loss and death and, and change and like, and and in ways that, you know, holding both together can feel hard. And we're oriented toward like, survival and self-preservation and so it can feel like whoa don't shake things up too much because I know this is safe this is something that happens on a subconscious level too right like subconscious is always trying to scan the environment for for anything that's not familiar so for example like if um I don't know say Sammy came into my office and put like I don't know like a big cardboard cutout in the middle of my office like just just to fuck with me, right? Just for fun. Um, now, like, I feel like I'm giving you an idea. But if she did that, <laughs> or even like, honestly, if she moved one of my pillows, this is how like meticulous I. If she moved one of my pillows, took one of the pillows off the chair, and like it was gone, I would notice that. I would notice that. Or I would obviously notice the cardboard cutout. I would notice a change in the pillow. I would notice. I would question if you didn't. <laughs> I don't look in my office and notice that everything's the same. Yeah. But if something's yeah. different. I'll notice. And we're oriented toward that because it's like, well, something shifted in the environment, go on alert, right? It's like, well, what happened here? We notice the changes because we notice the unfamiliar dynamic because that's where we're not sure if it's safe, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. the rest of it has been there. It's been there. We've established safety with it. It doesn't feel like a potential threat. New means we have to assess, right? Like, and so on a subconscious level, this is all happening too, in a way that's like very normal to be thrown off by changes yeah. or thrown yeah. off known because it's like, well, now I'm not sure about whether or not I'm safe or whether there's a potential threat here. Yeah. Yeah. I love the lens of what you just described. I think it's a, a really important way of identifying that. And it's just, it's making me think too, of like, when you're looking at your own relationship to change, how there's like, it's vastly different between changes that you're um, explicitly making the choice to make versus ones that you're like, Oh, I'm excited for this, but there's also this other element versus ones that are kind of just thrust upon you and that are like creating outcomes that are unfavorable to you too. And I think it's like, 
when you're looking at that relationship to change, that it's like anything else in life, very nuanced. Mm -hmm. Everything truly everything (laughs) I think that because I enjoy and initiate change a lot I roll with things that happen unexpectedly a little bit differently like than maybe if I didn't like (laughs) like to initiate change so much I'm like oh where could this like I sort of seek out the potential evolution in it it's like oh I wonder where this is leading me um, because I'm so used to pursuing it as a way to lead me to something new, um, that I can sort of see the potential for that and things. It doesn't make it easier to let go of things though, for sure. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I feel like I know we've talked a lot and we're like getting to our time. I do feel like I would be a little remiss if I didn't mention for our astrology fans out there, the energy of Pluto, because that is what we're talking about here. Pluto's like, transformation, death, rebirth. Um, so I think when you're talking about change, uh, if you're interested in astrology, look at where Pluto is in your chart. I'm curious, Sammy, where it is in your chart, actually, if, if it would tell us uh, about your relationship to change, because it's got a pretty yes. in mind. So I think that's interesting too. Maybe we'll pick that up. I feel like I'm channeling Alex for you all, but- I was just going to say, I got to pull up my, my natal chart here to see. <laughs> No, Alex would know, but I just yeah. want to set up for anyone that has an interest in astrology because I think that's um, a valuable piece too. And even if mm-hmm. you're just seeing it through the lens of, oh, this is the energies that this planet represents. What are the qualities of Pluto that can tell us how do we relate to the qualities of Pluto? And that tells us how we can relate to the qualities of change and how it might show up for us. So, um, so many different ways to look at yourself, yeah. your relationship to different things and how much of it you know like do you like you were saying Sammy like in relationship to your relationship do you just get comfortable like or try to get comfortable with how this expresses in you or are you trying to change how it expresses in you you know are you um what do you what are you looking for there how does it you know absolutely yep fun stuff so fun well and throughout this whole conversation it's like it's just making me think more and more about my own relationship to it. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like when you were talking about making, like having that desire to make change and liking that, I'm like, well, I do love, like, there are certain things that I love to change up on a very consistent basis. So like, Whoa. So it's interesting where it's like, all right. So when we look at it, what your relationship is, let's say like what I was saying, where I used to think like, Oh, I had a bad relationship to it. Like, well, in what context? Cause it's like totally contextual because like, I love to change up my style and I'm making that choice to do that. And that's changing things. So, you know, it's a different kind of change, but looking at that and saying like, all right, so it's also not, um, one-sided. Right. Right. It's not like, oh, this is how I feel about change period. It's like Mm -hmm. in situations and in other situations and other contexts, it might, it probably is all different. Yeah. I know you've mentioned like, even like rotating different colors and things in your house. I can't yeah. imagine doing that. That just feels stressful to me. Right. I'm not like averse to it. I'm just like, I'll put things there and then it's there. Like that part's done. <laughs> yes. I literally was like holding in a laugh because I'm, I'm saying this and I'm thinking about my partner listening to this, probably being like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you're not, you don't like change. And it's like, oh, wow. Like how interesting. I wasn't even thinking about that until you were saying that. And it's like, well, yeah, actually that, that does show up in that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think we can tell ourselves like, oh, I have a bad relationship. Like, I don't like things to change. And it's like, okay, well, if you enjoy changing things up in your style or in your home environment, like, mm-hmm. could there be a sense of joy with other changes too? Like, what do you get yeah. out of that? And how can it, um, you know, generalize or translate to other experiences of change too? Like what's so cool So Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you for this lovely chat. I feel like it's gotten my, like, my gears turning and like thinking, and this was my idea for talking about it. And so now I'm like, wow, this led down a totally different way. But I think that's the whole point of these conversations to, to make us all think. And I hope that we've inspired you to just kind of, uh, explore what this, like what's come up for you through listening through like what you've resonated with, what you haven't, um, just always about that deepening self-awareness. Yeah. Like, yes. Understanding yourself, your relationships, different things, self-reflection, all the good stuff. Thank you, Sammy. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.